Welcome. I'm Dan Daly, the publisher of Executive Insights Video and also the Director's Letter. In recent months, there have been several events, significant events on a, on a national and sometimes international basis that have to deal with culture. Now, culture is one of those words that we all talk about. We all have a culture, hopefully, in our, uh, in our various companies. But sometimes we don't really understand what that culture is within our company and how it impacts the operations of that. So uh, talking with some director friends and some executive friends, we took these events and we decided to look at them from a culture standpoint, not saying that the culture in your company uh, was identical to these, because I'm sure it is not. But there are lessons that we can learn from these events and these cases that hopefully will be helpful in defining and perhaps reinforcing or even changing the culture in your company. So we picked three basic stories that have been over the last several months. The first one would be FTX. The second one would be Silicon Valley Bank. And the third one, which is still an evolving situation, is the Pentagon Pentagon document leaks. So let's start with FTX. Uh, story's been out for several months. Company's a couple years old. Was started by <clears throat> an individual um, that uh, was about 31, 32 years old currently. Uh, name is Bankman Freed. Uh, and they got involved in all aspects of uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, and, and basically from day one, it was alleged, and I kind of support that, that uh, the CEO was basically a crook. Uh, there certainly be some absence of some critical things that would come under culture. There was greed. Uh, there was a lack of morals. There appeared to be a lack of ethics. There was dishonesty and all of the above in FTX. The result was that it became a terrific scam. Billions of dollars were lost and they are proceeding aggressively towards uh, criminal fraud. It might be helpful to, to uh, quote Mr. Uh, Bankman-Fried a couple of times to give you a feel for some of the culture that he publicly stated. Quote, a recent Wall Street Journal article quotes the founder, quote, we sometimes find $50 million of assets lying around that we've lost track of, such as life, unquote. Another quote, he further described the company's related crypto hedge fund, Alameda Research, as, quote, deliriously beyond any threshold of any auditor being able to even get partially through the audit, period, close quote. Now, those statements and what actually transpired is, is really horrifying because there, if you had a culture, and I guess you probably did, it was one of greed and dishonesty. And it soon came tumbling down uh, and billions were lost. Uh, he moved money around. Specifically, he moved it out of cust restricted customer accounts and used that money to leverage other investments. There were houses and offshore accounts, everything around the world. And now it's being sought out. So there would be an example of a very sophisticated industry, cryptocurrency and everything related to it, a very smart young man because the whole scam was extremely complex and executed until it fell apart quite, quite effectively. So we, we have a situation there where the corporate cu culture, hopefully, is something that we all would stand against because it wasn't based on fiduciary. It wasn't based on ethics. It wasn't based on what it was based on basically greed in a very calculating way. It didn't just happen. It was a plan.
So there's the perfect example of bad culture. Now let's <clears throat> go to another situation which is entirely different. And that would be Silicon Valley Bank. A very impressive operation, uh, number 16 in the country in terms of size, I believe. Very successful on the West Coast and on the East Coast. A, a favorite a bank depository and business dealer with the tech industry. Uh, now, as it happened in previous banking situations, uh, there was not the same problem, namely a bad portfolio of loans. At Silicon Valley Bank, that was not the problem. It was not the loan portfolio. What it was, was the investment portfolio. Many tech companies and many private equity firms, venture capital firms, et cetera, put billions of dollars into Silicon Valley Bank. At the same time, they had to use that cash, make it work for them, and they bought government, primarily government bonds. And let's say, hypothetically, they bought them at a coupon of 3.25, and they bought billions of dollars worth of them long term. Now, Interest rates, as we all know, in the last year have grown aggressively. They're now uh, in the vicinity of, of, of high fours or low fives. The problem was that Silicon Valley Bank could not adjust for that increase in the interest rate. So what happened? All right. Uh, social media, major factor in this particular story. The depositors said, wait a minute, uh, they've got a bad portfolio of uh, fixed debt. So the word went out, take your money, take your cash. Companies, investors, etc., took their cash out of Silicon Valley Bank. The result was to give that cash back to depositors, they had to liquefy part of that, uh, that part of that investment portfolio. Now, if the investment portfolio is at 3.25 and the current rate is 5.5, you're going, to, you're going to liquidate that portfolio at a significant loss. And because it's a bank, you had to publicize that loss. So you had a self-fulfilling prophecy whereby it was public knowledge. It went out on uh, social media that the bank had to liquidize to pay depositors that were taking their money out. And it drove the price of the stock down and uh, resulted in significant losses. Losses that were so great that the bank, okay, was threatened in terms of a survival standpoint, and the federal authorities were concerned that that would spread to other banks. That's how bad it was. Keep in mind, Silicon Valley uh, Bank, about number, uh, not number six, 16. So what took place was before a real run started on the banking industry, a run had started on Silicon Valley Bank, the federal authorities uh, moved into action. Uh, federal Reserve, Treasury, FDIC. And basically, when in a matter of days, they closed the bank immediately and they sold it in a matter of days and they guaranteed depositors beyond the mandatory quarter of a million dollars, basically to stop any run further on Silicon Valley Bank, which they were in the process of selling. But just as important to make sure that that mentality of a bank run did not extend to other banks. It did go uh, to a, a bank in Boston. Uh, it did go to Signature Bank. Uh, and on an international standpoint, it went to Credit Suisse, which was purchased by USB. But their aggressive action, it appears, put a stop to bank runs in the U.S. Very, very important. Now, some people criticized and said, the government's taking over the banking industry. I think they're wrong. I think those three entities run by some very intelligent people identified the problem, moved very quickly and took action that 
prevented a major bank run. Now, let's go back to the bank. What was wrong with the bank? It was not their loan portfolio, uh, like some banks had in 2008 and back in the, uh, uh, the savings and loan crisis. It wasn't based on a loan portfolio. It was based on their investment portfolio, which they didn't hedge. Interest rates went up, which frankly, a lot of people expected they would. And the bank was not prepared to adjust to that increase in interest rates. The result was they were selling securities at a loss, which was very threatening to the bank's survival. So here we don't have malfeasance. Uh, someone could say that there was incompetence. But I think from a culture standpoint, perhaps the bank was there was hubris. They were too much in love with all of their success and their adoration from the tech community. A very, very dangerous aspect of culture. But there wasn't malfeasance. All right. There was perhaps a lack of appropriate risk management. There might have been uh, no hedging, technical aspect of hedging the debt portfolio, but it was not malfeasance. It really was incompetent management by the senior level and uh, executives and the members of the board that allowed this to happen. There was not enough uh, modeling of what if everything looked great. Portfolio, loan portfolio was good at that point in time. Excess cash, billions of dollars all being invested. But they didn't say, what if the interest rates climbed at a rate very, very quickly that perhaps we hadn't seen in a very long time? That's what caused the problem. So what, 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 what do we have there? Hubris, uh, perhaps believe, uh, uh, believing your own story. But the bottom line is it comes down to the board and senior executives did not ask the tough questions, what if? And what if is exactly what happened? The interest rates increased very drastically. Now, the outside auditors, perhaps they missed it too. Uh, we're not going to get into that, but that was not highlighted. Uh, Congress, Congress had changed the level uh, at which banks uh, uh, experienced excessive and ongoing scrutiny by federal regulators. Silicon Valley Bank at number 16 was below that threshold. So that was, that was a problem. So you had management, you had outside auditors, and you had regulators that really weren't focusing on this particular problem that became what if. So corporate culture, illegal, immoral? No. Corporate culture, perhaps not tough enough looking internally, and certainly not tough enough in terms of asking those tough questions like, what if? And that brought the bank down. And it brought the bank down in a matter of days, not weeks, but days. Now, social media did play a role there. And what better people use social media than the tech community uh, on the East Coast and on the West Coast? So a whole set of circumstances that took an event, namely a bad uh, investment portfolio, caused a red flag to come up and social media carried it out like that. And they had a run in the bank and they sold the bank. Fortunately, as I said earlier, this run did not continue. But there's an example of a corporate culture that perhaps didn't look internally enough, wasn't quite as tough as it should be on its own operations, and thought that they were indestructible and didn't ask the tough questions that we all should be asking. This economy is a very tricky one on a global basis. We're seeing things we never saw before. The bank should have said, what if, and this might have been avoided. But fortunately, there was not, at least today, a global run uh, on banks or in the U.S. So one more, one more example of culture that didn't involve, all right, dishonesty. It perhaps involved 
incompetence. And that's where it stands today. So let's stop right there. And then we'll continue in another session because we want to get to the Pentagon disclosures, which is still an evolving situation, which is an entirely set of different cultures that has brought forth a situation that is threatening from a national security standpoint and a global security standpoint. So stay with us. We'll come back. We'll talk about the uh, leaks in the Pentagon Papers. Okay. thank you very much.